the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. Tuesday, July 19th, 2022. I am Seth Leibson. Our phone number is 602-508-0960. Billy Joel may have had an album titled Glass Houses. We have a governor's race here that could teach Billy Joel a few things. A few years back, I discussed a book with you all by Daniel J. Borston. He's one of those classic and great American historians, was once the librarian of Congress, whose American history books were among the best, which is probably why you may not know his name anymore. We rid ourselves of the best here in our uh, pedagogy. As Milan Kundera put it once, quote, the first step in liquidating a people is to erase its memory, destroy its books, its culture, its history, then have somebody write new books, manufacture a new culture, invent a new history. Before long, the nation will begin to forget what it is and what it was, close quote. One of Daniel Borston's book was, books was called The Image, A Guide to Pseudo-Events in America. It's a great subtitle, A Guide to Pseudo-Events in America. It opens with the vignette of a woman walking down the street with her baby in a stroller, and a passerby says to her, what a cute baby. And the mother says, if you think so, you really ought to see the picture. The image, Borston was noting, was becoming more important to American society than reality. He would go on to write, quote, we suffer primarily not from our vices or our weaknesses, but from our illusions. We are haunted not by reality, but by those images we have put in place of reality. Close Quote, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is doing her best to exemplify this, pretending today to be handcuffed when escorted away from a protest by police. Same thing she did when she cried at the conditions of the border as she was looking at a empty parking lot out of the camera's sights, or at least the cameraman's sights that she hired. Today, pretending to be handcuffed before she had to give the power fist because the resist because the uh, the the temptation was too strong. Now bear with me here, uh, because this is the root of the root and the bud of the bud. Doctor Borston puts it this way in his book: "Quote the disproportion between what an informed citizen needs to know and what he can know is becoming ever greater. The disproportion grows with the increase of the official's power of concealment." And contrivance. The news gatherers need to select, invent, and plan correspondingly increases. The news gatherers, they need to select, invent, and plan. So on that, I wasn't going to address this until two things occurred today. The umpteenth plant for the Carrie Lake campaign emailed me under false pretenses to try and goad me into saying something or writing something they failed at. And a news story on a campaign fraud about the Carrie Lake campaign, which came out this morning. Why is that last one relevant? 
Only because Carrie Lake turned a mouse into a mountain over the weekend, that was something only a professional script reader could do, shoveling all kinds of horse manure that reminded me of nothing so much as the worst form of propaganda I may have ever seen in America. Maybe since the last time I learned about Soviet propaganda, perhaps. Agitatsia. The Russians called it agitatsia, or agitprop, as you may recall learning about it. I'll do this one better than Carrie Lake, and I'll do it with truth and context and citation of sources. The story today is from the Arizona Republic. Carrie Lake's campaign has funneled over $2 million into defeating her opponent with fake contributors listed. Now, you may say you're citing the Arizona Republic, Seth. Yes, I am. And Carrie Lake's four-minute agitatia over the weekend on Karen Taylor Robeson was entirely based on a story from the Arizona Republic several months ago, the only story that existed on what Carrie Lake was talking about. The difference between us? I just told you my source, and I told you Carrie's too. She never did. And the reason she never told you her source is that if you went to it, you would see her four-minute video on Karen Robeson's fundraising was A, full of innuendo and artifice, and B, also about Donald J. Trump, who did exactly what Karen did except worse. In fact, the story in The Republic that Carrie wouldn't tell you about actually states Karen's issue here was due to, in the Arizona Republic's words in the story, following Donald Trump's strategy quote, unquote. But of course, Carrie wouldn't want you to know that. So she cited zero sources for her four minute hit piece as if we were just supposed to trust her, you know, trust the woman who, when she resigned from her job last year, literally said in her resignation video, she had been misleading us for years. But of course, we are supposed to trust her now. I wonder, by the way, if she gave back any of the money she earned while she admits she was misleading us for years. But in any event, the Karen Robeson fundraising story and the allegation that she ripped off old people, and as Carrie says, more so than any other candidate, it comes from, as I say, the Arizona Republic back in April. There was a third-party vendor used for email and social media fundraising. It was an aggressive firm used and deployed also by Donald J. Trump. Another reason Kerry didn't want you to know the source of the story for it would have had to blame Donald Trump for what she is blaming Karen for. The third party vendor had an auto donate function and people who donated were charged on a recurring basis, in many cases not realizing it until they reached out to their credit card companies or the campaigns that received those funds. As I say, this story was printed months ago and it wasn't picked up. Because, A, candidates such as Trump and Karen Taylor Robeson refunded everyone this happened to. And, B, it's pretty hard to blame a candidate for the actions of a third party where no volitional or intention by the candidate to do this could be proven or even alleged. So, Kerry repackaged it, took away all context, providing no citations, and used it as a campaign ploy to say something disgusting that Karen Taylor Robeson was targeting retirees to rip them off. Carrie also states in her four-minute video that Karen's scheme was unprecedented. Well, it's not. And if you go to the Arizona Republic story she did not cite, you'd have read that about $90,000 went to the Robeson campaign this way, which was refunded. 
It couldn't possibly be unprecedented when the same exact story Kerry would not cite to reveals that Donald Trump refunded over a hundred million dollars of donations received this way by the same third party vendor, the exact same one. Now you know why there was no citation by that trusted news anchor, Carrie Lake. Donald Trump did what Karen did or their vendors did over 100,000 percent times worse or more than Karen's peccadillo, if she had any responsibility for it at all. Again, this is the third party practice of a vendor Donald Trump and Karen both used, as did the RNC. So Carrie packaged all that eliding that Trump had the same problem except 100,000% worse, literally, and that there is no proof either Trump or Karen had any notion of this. The donors were refunded and many moons ago. That is the story of Karen ripping off old people. Until today, where we now learn there's an awfully large glass house Carrie has been living in for Karen's quote-unquote sin was about $90,000 refunded. And Carrie's, in the same paper she used but refused to credit, today reports she had a multi-million dollar political campaign scandal with made-up names and businesses. Attached to the same set of talking points that has been coming out over the last several days is the point that Karen Taylor Robeson gave money to a Democrat, Ruben Gallego, a little under a decade ago. This would be in an election where Gallego won and routinely wins, given the district he's in, by 75 and 80 percent. Routinely. Not competitive. Not anywhere in the same universe as the word meaningful. For those who want to blame Karen Taylor Robeson for that, fine. Have at it. But do me a favor and try to explain to me why you hate Karen for that but have no problem with Donald Trump donating more in almost any year up until then to Democrats than Karen has in her entire life. You'll like Carrie and hate that Karen gave money to a friend who was a Democrat? Fine. Donald Trump, whose support Carrie gave tons more, and to Democrats with names like Hillary Clinton and John Kerry. Tens of thousands of dollars from Donald Trump to Hillary Clinton, John Kerry, Andrew Cuomo, Charles Rangel, Chuck Schumer, and beyond. Even went to the Clinton's wedding, proudly posing for pictures. You judge someone based on what they say, of course. What they do, of course. And their record, which is why we like and love Trump. The record. And Karen's record is so much stronger and longer than all of that. Carries is a year and a half of speeches after the fight was over. Those of us who love conversion stories know a lot about easy and quick and radical conversions of zeal based on little to no underlying rationale. This is true in politics. It's true in religion. It's true in sobriety. Those conversions typically don't last. In politics, I give you Mitt Romney on everything or Anthony Scaramucci or George H.W. Bush on abortion and taxes, two pretty important things to our movement. I can give you any number of Supreme Court justices. I can give you Jennifer Rubin. I can give you Max Boot. I can give you others. I mean, those of you who dislike neoconservatives, you must know what that word means. Neo means new or newly. You know them and hate them, or at least hate what they did in those cases, and have a trust but verify ethic. Rightfully. Where's the trust and verify here? I'll leave religion and addiction recovery out for now. We conservatives tend to cite C.S. Lewis a bunch. 
I just didn't think we conservatives would actively violate one of his more important lessons, that we should not focus on the lesser of the problems while ignoring the major one. C.S. Lewis writes, The use of fashions in thought is to distract men from their real dangers. We direct the fashionable outcry of each generation against those vices of which it is in least danger. Close quote. He says it's like running around looking for fire hoses when there's a flood. So please quit falling for the image, would you? Especially an image which betrays reality, meant to hoodwink you into believing you have gold when all you have is pyrite. You are, after all, taking the word of someone who admitted to lying to you while leveraging that prof- profession as something you grew to love and trust so that you can love and trust her now. Are we that easily bamboozled here? You have someone who was nowhere to be found in 2015 or 2016 or throw out the tenure of the Trump presidency or election campaign or re-election campaign in 2020 only to tell us she is the most Trump supportive of all of us. And she tells us this after Trump is out of office, after all the fights we waged on his and our movement's behalf, after all the scars and the blood. Nice work if you can get it, but we should not be fooled. Which is what leads me back to Daniel Borston, for he points out Americans are easily fooled, especially, as he puts it, from people in the news broadcasting industry. Meanwhile, if the $90,000 of Karen's refunded money still bothers you, maybe ask about today's story regarding the millions, the millions that are on Carrie's head. And please, abjure illusions. The task of the political science Winston Churchill taught is to see things as they truly are. That means not falling for illusions. Illusions. That's the big worry. Borston writes, quote, an illusion is an image we have mistaken for reality. And his worry, as he writes, is this. We are threatened by a new and peculiarly American menace. It's not the menace of class war. It's not the menace of ideology, of poverty, of disease, of illiteracy, of demagoguery, or of tyranny, though these now plague most of the world. It is the menace of unreality, the threat of nothingness or nihilism that comes to us by living in illusions or replacing ideas with images, close quote. Folks, we plead with the mainstream media when we aren't complaining about it for giving us half-truths and false narratives and holding back critical information. Don't fall for revisionist hucksterism that is coming at you and all this from what is purported to be your own party and movement. I guess my point can be summed up this way. If you are a conservative and like or love Donald Trump, as I do, you cannot reasonably or rationally or honestly attack a candidate for doing things you don't like when in each case Donald Trump did those things and a lot more of them and in a great deal more volume if you aren't prepared to question Donald Trump's bona fides on those self-same issues you of a sudden find repulsive in other candidates. That's either dishonest or uninformed or living in an illusion. And if you want a pretty good definition of an illusion, you know you're in the midst of one when you're buying what someone who distorts a story conceals its source and omits the part that are unhelpful to her own narrative, exaggerates the negative parts, and repackages it to misreport it for her own political gain. That's Soviet agitprop 
crud. Not exactly what we conservatives usually seek or wish. You want a good read on all this? Read Daniel J. Borston. And take seriously the conclusion to his book. As seriously as you would his rendering of American history, which was tops. He concludes this way. We must first awake before we can walk in the right direction. We must discover our illusions before we can even realize that we have been sleepwalking. The least and the most we can hope for is that each of us may penetrate the unknown jungle of images in which we live our daily lives, that we may discover anew where dreams end and illusions begin. This is enough. Then we may know where we are, and each of us may decide for himself where he wants to go. You can't do that when you live in an illusion. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. Every day, more harmful decisions by the current administration hurt the economy, robbing your savings and investment. Inflation is at a 41-year high, making your money worth less. And now there's a very real possibility of a full-blown recession. You can't afford to lose even more, which is where the good news comes in, that investments, when they fall, traditionally gold holds its value, which is why I recommend calling Midas Gold Group, the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, to talk with them about safeguarding your investments, your wealth with physical gold. Economic uncertainty is not going to change soon. Check out the only company I and Seb Gorka and thousands of you already rely on for your precious metals, Midas Gold Group, MidasGoldGroup.com, or give them a call at 480-360-3000. That's 480-360-3000. One of the interesting reasons and things I think is important to do when we talk about things that have hoodwinked us, uh, whether they are conspiracy theories or frauds on the American population, is that if we don't defeat them once and for all and soundly, they will come back. They will come back. I give you COVID. Look at what is happening on the East Coast and in the blue states. Look at what's happening. One of the things I want to bookmark and talk to you about in a segment or two as well is what the BLM movement is doing, too. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. We do our culture and economy update at 34 past the hour, which means we check in with the great John Dombrowski. He is the president and founder of Grand Canyon Planning Associates. GrandCanyonPlanning.com is his website. He's also the host of his own radio show right here on 960 AM every Saturday morning at 7, The Word on Wealth. How are you, John? John, do I have you? I'm here. I yeah, hear you. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. No, our bad. My bad. Sorry. Okay. No <laughs> I've worries. Had, I've had one of those days, and uh, it'll be okay. We'll be All fine. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, one of the things that uh, I knew I wanted to bring up to you was, holy smokes, the stock market. <laughs> yeah. Holy smokes. Pretty big day today yeah. for the market. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I, I thought about this. You know, when you miss uh, days like this, uh, they're far and few between, we think. Yeah. Uh, but oftentimes we do see a, a lot of a lot of days like this when we have a lot of volatility in the markets. And, you know, one of the things that people 
uh, I think, really need to think about when you're investing in the stock market. We know that there's risk associated with that, and I think you have to be uh, a long-term investor if you're going to invest in the stock market. And if you're not a long-term investor, then maybe we need to look for other options for someone like that who's, who, who, who has uh, a need for that money uh, in a short time time period, right? Because you don't want to put something in the stock market and in six months, eight months, you're going to go buy a house with that money because something can happen, such as what happened here recently uh, where the markets have pulled back. Um, but it's this was an interesting um, uh, write-up in Forbes, mm-hmm. uh, and it talked about should you sell your stocks when the market tanks, right? It says the myth of the missing the 10 best days of the market. It's mm-hmm. very interesting, this article, and it talks and goes through if you were to miss um, the 10 best days over the past 40 years, it says, as an example, over the last 40 years, the best 10 days out of more than 10,000 trading days accounted for almost two-thirds of the stock market return for the entire 40 years, Seth, just 10 days. And in the last 20 years, the best 10 days accounted for 75% of that growth. So it says you should always be invested because missing those days means that your returns will be That's much, a fascinating set of numbers. Let me make sure I understand that right. right. You're a long-term investor. Mm-hmm. You're in the market for decades? Yes. Decades. Yeah. And it's 10 days that are going to make you the most money from those investments for well, that being in the market. The past, right. And this this, yeah. this is the last 40 and then the last 20 years. Unbelievable. Yes, yes it, it is. But then it does go into some other interesting thoughts here, which says, well, what if you were out of the market and you also missed the 10 worst days? Of the year. Right? <laughs> Talk about hedging a bet. Right. I can give you good news or I can give you bad news. Well, right? actually, yeah. it works out that it still makes more sense to be invested. Yeah. And it also says that it um, is is really impossible because if you're out of the market, then what happens is, is you're going to constantly be questioned, when is the right time for me to get back in? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes during these periods of volatility, as it says in this article, uh, that's when we start to see some of those biggest days of losses, but also the biggest days of gains. Mm-hmm. And remarkably, it says here the trends uh, make it the largest one-day jumps previously. It says it talks about uh, in most recent times uh, during COVID-19, those were some of the best and most uh, you know increasing days, individual days uh, of the last 10 and 20 years. Uh, so markets during periods of volatility – it's very difficult to stomach sometimes when we see that market falling. But historically, if we go back and look, and of course, you know, we can never say that, that it's going to be exactly the same moving forward in the future. However, uh, history going back 40 years, that's a pretty good track record. Uh, and if you are an investor, please look at things long term. Now, I'm a believer, Seth, that uh, I want you to stay invested, but we may make adjustments to your portfolio during periods of volatility and during times that we're faced with right now when we see these rising prices, commodity prices, when we see inflation, when we see interest rates rising. We have to make adjustments to a portfolio, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't still partially be invested and maybe just raise a little bit of cash to take advantage of some of the, the lower values that we're seeing today. And and we often will talk about we gotta go in a sec in a in a in a in a half a second, John, yeah. but we often will talk about 
you know, what you do on a bad day. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get left behind on a good day. And you're pointing out you don't have to be. You don't have to be. Exactly nice. right. So people nice should call if they want to talk yep. about this and see how we can help them. Uh, go to GrandCanyonPlanning.com and request an appointment there. Securities and advisory services offered through Client One Securities LLC. Member of FINRA and SIPC and an investment advisor. Grand Canyon Planning Associates LLC and Client One Securities LLC and not affiliated. Bless you, John. Thank you, Seth. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, portions of which are brought to you by Balance of Nature. Easily the best product I've ever taken. Pure, potent plant power. You take it once a day, you get a blend of 16 whole fruits, 15 whole vegetables, and it boosts your energy. But more importantly, your health and your immunity. Once a day, and you are good to go. Of course, if you're really burning the candle and you want to take extra, there is no problem with it because you can't really overdose on fruits and veggies. All 100% natural. Check them out at balanceofnature.com. That's balanceofnature.com. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE. Get healthy. Boost your energy with the pure, potent plant power of Balance of Nature. Brian is in Phoenix. Hello, Brian. Hey, Seth. How are you, sir? I am fine. How are you? I'm good. Hey, I just wanted to chime in on your comments uh, earlier about Karen and Carrie. Uh, First off, just for your listeners, I'm not voting for either one of these two women. Uh, I'm only telling you my perspective as as a candidate that ran in the primary against the both of them. um, I got 5,500 petition signatures to be on the ballot. Carrie Lake had called LD15 legislative district 15 when we had the august governor's panel i was on that flyer to be in attendance on the panel she told the ld15 chair that if i was invited to participate in that panel that she would not attend now explain your background brian just for those uh, who are unfamiliar which is probably most of us including me Sure. So uh, I, I am a uh, I'm an Air Force veteran. I'm an operating room nurse. I've been an activist all over for the state of Arizona for the last three years. Would it be fair for you uh, to I give us be... your full name? I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. Would it be fair for you to give us your full name? I, I, I missed that. Can you say again? Can you tell us your full name so people can know what we're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Go ahead. Sure. Sure. Brian Mache. Thanks. Uh, lifelong Arizonan. Okay. Grew up uh, in Lake Havasu. And I ran uh, a grassroots campaign for a year for the Republican nomination for governor, um, had multiple LDs and grassroots organizations uh, shut me out, which is how the party controls what takes place. But Miss Lake specifically, every single one of the other candidates, I had a cordial relationship. had a cordial relationship with Matt, with Karen. I even had a one-on-one debate with Karen at LD21. However, with Miss Lake, very different story because people do not realize Miss Lake has been put up by Chairman Ward to be the next governor of Arizona because Ward understands that Lake is the tool to get elected. And then in the process, Ward is going to run the state. And I know this because, like I said, I grew up in Lake Havasu. I used to be good friends with Miss Ward. We've in had in a, fairness, a Brian, let me push on that on that point. How does Ward run the sure. state? She does run the. I mean, she is the chairman of the party, the, the elected chairman of the party. How does she get to run the state though? From that, because she is the one that has Carrie Lake running for governor. Sure, she's basically using Carrie as the tool 
to win the seat. And then from that point on, late, uh, Ward will actually be a shadow governor running the state. And if anyone thinks that Kelly Ward has done a great job running Arizona, then they're not paying attention because we now have two Democratic U.S. senators. We barely have a lead in the Arizona House and Senate. Uh, we have a stolen election that Kelly Ward certified the machine. I'm still just uh, not seeing how that lets Kelly Ward run the state, though. I just don't. I'm missing that connection, Brian. I'm just missing because, how that works. I mean, the governor okay. is the powerful position here, not the chairman of the Ab- party, right? Absolutely. She is when Lake wins, Ward is going to step down and then Ward is going to be the chief of staff. For Carrie Lake. This is all speculation on your part, right? Uh, I know people that had a conversation about uh, this. Come on, Brian. We're better than that. that We're better. We got to do better okay. than that. We got to do better than secondhand hearsay. We really do. We That's really fine. Do. So concrete stuff is why has no one looked into the financial affidavit of Carrie Lake, which literally was filed with the state. It's all public open record that shows that every single donation that she received in 2021 when she started running every single one thousands of donations was all in cash there's a reason that takes place there's a reason why people mark stuff down as cash because it's not traceable well have you seen the story today in the arizona republic I have not it's not in the print edition. It will be, yeah, it's, it's in the online edition, and it'll come out, I gather, in the print edition. Uh, but take sure. a look at that, uh, Brian, because sure. I'm not sure if that's related to what you're talking about. It sounds like there's some close connections um, to the sure. possibility of that. But take a look at that if you'll do me that favor. And let's put some more meat on the bones of what you're trying to say, because it is um, it's, of course, interesting and it's, of course, damning, which is why I want to push hard on the facts here. And I hope you'll forgive me for doing that. But that's that's as best we can do what we what we can do. Candor, intelligence and goodwill. Platonic Plato in his book on the rhetoric says those are the three conditions of dialogue, candor, intelligence and goodwill. And we try and muster as much as we can. Take a look at this story because you now have a story from a from a from a news source, whether you like the news source or not. Others have used it. You know, the candidates we like have used it. The candidates we don't like have used the same news source. So take a look at that story. See if that connects to what you're saying. And that way we don't just have to take the say so of someone we haven't heard from before and may not know because the allegations are very strong that you're making and i don't want to get into anything on this broadcast that we can't actually prove and substantiate especially when it's about people who aren't running um as in the case of kelly who i happen to know um well i think that's fair to say i know kelly well not as well as a lot of you in the audience may know her but i know her well and um it doesn't sound what the person you're describing is not the person I know. Is that fair enough to say the person you're describing is not the person I know? So if we're going to make those kinds of allegations, let's let's make sure we can tie them to something tangible. I hope that I hope that works for you, Brian, and you have an invite to take a look at that story. And please do indeed call us back if it looks like what you have here is something substantial, uh, something substantive and that you can substantiate. I, I hope you'll let me work on it that way with you. 
uh, especially, as I say, if we're implicating people who aren't even really running for office, if we're implicating third parties. Um, but I would appreciate that. And it, it goes to something. I'm going to talk with Hugh Hallman about this in our third hour. How do people know what's true? How do people know what to believe? You know, you've got a lot of incoming. You're getting it in your mailbox. You're getting it in your emails. <laughs> Two things often from places you don't even you don't even <laughs> you haven't even asked for. You get the mail, you get the emails in your inboxes, um, and you're getting it from corporate media, social media, and even your own our own movements media. How do you know what to believe? Maybe we should talk a little bit about that, and I'm going to talk about it with Hugh Hallman as well. But don't go away. Six zero two fifty eighty nine sixty. We'll be right back. Portions of the Seth Liebson Show are brought to you by my friends at Y-Refi. They are my friends. And if you're looking for a unique investment opportunity, check them out. They're talking about a fixed, no-load interest rate up to 10.25% return for investors in a collateralized and secure portfolio. Y-Refi is a due diligence approved firm based here locally. You can visit them. They won't give you a sales pitch. They'll just tell you what they do and let it speak for itself. They're in the business of helping people not just pay down, but pay off their debts and doing so with dignity. Investors do well by doing good for others. You can, too. If you check them out at investyrefi.com, that's the word invest, the letter Y, and refy.com. I just was, uh, I was just uh, asked by someone who heard the uh, last segment to repeat uh, the platonic conditions of dialogue. And, uh, yes, if I conflated uh, to, to uh, Greek um, philosophers, I didn't mean to. Aristotle's book is the rhetoric, but it comes from Plato's uh, Gorgias. And the, um, the, the, the conditions are um, intelligence, candor, and goodwill. Or candor, intelligence, and goodwill is how I usually render it. Candor, intelligence, and goodwill. Um, candor is truth, which shouldn't be that hard. Intelligence means as much as you can muster, obviously. And goodwill... Well, that's just decency and a check on, you know, are your motives right? Are your motives pure? You know, why are you telling us this? What is the purpose? Uh, those are the conditions of dialogue. We try and meet them here, obviously, and uh, in our lives. But uh, anyway, someone asked me to repeat it. So candor, intelligence, and goodwill. Having spent what looks like most of this hour uh, on Republicans, pro and con, uh, and on um, praising and beating up on some, let me, uh, let me take the opportunity to examine the Democratic Party with you all in the next hour. There's a piece Jim Garrity wrote at uh, National Review on uh, why Democrats won't wake up. Why Democrats won't wake up? Funny that a party for the woke is walking through life in a deep slumber, isn't it? Uh, maybe, maybe it's another point of Aristotle's that um, the leadership of a regime can shape the character of a regime. And boy, the leadership of this regime and Joe Biden, yeah, it's pr pretty much the definition of sleepwalking, isn't it? It's pretty much the definition of sleep. As... Um, Shakespeare put it, uh, Hark, let us find a voice to awaken us from this deadly slumber. We'll do that at the top of the next hour when we come back right after this news break. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.